1: Welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and thank you for joining us. This is an England supporters podcast. Now I hope you're well and coping with the current situation we find ourselves in. I myself, well, I'm stuck at home trying to come up with ways of entertaining stroke educating my daughter whilst my wife is out at work as a key worker. So, can I take this opportunity to give a a big thank you to you if you are doing your part keeping this country moving. Be you an NHS worker, a postman, refuse collector, work in a bank, teacher or one of the many other key workers. It's not until you realise what people actually do do you realise how big a part we all play in this. Likewise, if you're at home like me, You're playing your part too, just keeping your distance. Now, this episode is another in our Your First England Away Trip series. Already, we've been to Greece and France. This time, we're off to Germany. Yes, for that one. And David Bedlow is going to tell us all about it. Like welcome to the Three Lions podcast as we carry on our series of your first England away trip. From Derby,
0: Dave Bedlow. Hello there, Dave. Hi, Ross. Nice to be talking to you. Oh, thank you for coming on. Keeping well, I hope? Yeah, surviving. I, I get a bit stir-crazy. Um, but I think that's the case for everybody.
1: We all know how you feel. We're all in that same boat. But, but hopefully, little things like this will just give people a little bit of time to... Uh, to get those memory banks going and just think about some positive and some, some happy times. And yeah. your first England away game is a very much a uh, a happy one. Go on, just before we uh, get on to, to finding a little bit about yourself, go on, tell us this game.
0: Well, it was, I was fortunate that the first England away game I went to was the 5-1 win in Munich. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that uh, it's never been beaten since either
1: oh it's amazing amazing i was when i first started doing this this series i thought oh someone will have had this game as their first england away <laughs> trip and i thought i wonder i wonder how long it will take for someone to put their hand up and say it was me can i say about it so um <laughs> yeah thank you very yeah, get, much for, I for coming yeah, on I get,
0: and I get a lot of questions about how did it manage to become a first away game so i'll i'll probably cover that as we go through the through the the interview
1: yeah, let let's do
0: that in a moment. But just just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 48. I'm a Derby County fan. I have uh, supported the club since for well, first game I went to in 1979. I've had a season ticket continuously at the club since 1986. Went to my first England game in 1990, which was against Brazil at Wembley, the one that Gary Lineker fluffed the penalty. And oh, no. uh, had he scored that, eventually would have, at that time, been England's record goal scorer. I went, uh, started going to all the home games and then eventually decided to join the England Travel Club. And uh, I've gone to quite a few away games ever since. Great stuff. So you, so you say you were a, a
1: Travel Club member at the time of this game? Yeah,
0: what I did was I, I joined, I think it was called something different in those days, like the England Travel Club, England Members Club, it had a different name and I, th- I think what happened was uh, the very first game I was i, th- I was intending to go to was I believe with me if memory serves me right we played greece right at the end of the of a season a sort of june game right in athens and that was
1: my first away game wow well, i think i think i've got i've got the timelines right with that
0: that was the same yeah
1: it be around yes yes it was part of the same qualifying campaign
0: and I think what happened was they, they did similar to they do now, which is the the cap situation, but then also to encourage new people, there was, a, there was a chance of getting a ticket for whatever percentage of fans. I didn't get one for the Greece game, but then I did for the Germany game. Right.
1: So it was, the game was Saturday, the 1st of September, 2001. Uh, I personally remember where I was. I was watching this one on a... Uh, I think it was a small fourteen-inch TV on a in a tiny bar in Malaga. Um, yeah, I right, sure yeah. it was Malaga. It was on a uh, on a lads' holiday. Yeah. Um but yes, certainly watching it there, jumping around with a uh, a fair few beers. Uh, I can't imagine what it would have been like to have been there. But um, yes, go on. Let's let's start at the very beginning. Right, how did this very, how did this all very, come about?
0: Yeah, so we. Um there was three of us applied and we were all in the same boat where we'd not been before. We all joined the travel club at the same time and all got tickets and none of us had thought we'd ever got a chance. So we actually hadn't organized any transport. And the only way we could get there was there was a company who were doing an overnight bus tour. Um, And so we we did that. We went down to Birmingham. Um, I remember we all met at this, Really dodgy pub that had tables and chairs, all sort of not nailed, but almost like attached to the floor. And I thought, oh, right, that's a bit of a dodgy place. This was our meeting <laughs> place, Um and we got on this coach, and it was sort of a, an overnight. We went through France and Germany, and and yeah, we were absolutely knackered. By the time we obviously we got to Munich, it's very hard to try and sleep on a coach. But yeah, they were, that was uh, that was how we did it. And do you remember how much your ticket was? Um, I don't, um, but I know that I, I bought something. Uh, there was a company, I don't know if they're still even going now, they called I Was There. What they do is you send your uh, ticket for any game you've been to and they frame it with a picture that's iconic of the event you've been to and they send it back to you. And my ticket is, is in that uh, I Was There frame, but it's in my okay. memorabilia. So it's, it took it me, me a while to go and try and find it somewhere. But I don't remember it being... Particularly expensive, but then go get away games sometimes with England are, are really cheap because other countries don't charge very much.
1: You'd obviously got your your coach down there. Do you plan to stay the night, or was it literally just yeah,
0: it was a get turnaround. to the game? Yeah, it was a turnaround. The trip was a, was a you go there. I think we arrived in, in Munich m- early afternoon, um, and we literally, as the game finished, the coach was outside and the coach brought us brought us back straight after the game.
1: Well, it really was sort of um, get in and get out, wasn't it? it was,
0: yeah, it was. It's just because there was, there was literally no, no other way because we left it so late. We never thought hope in hell we'd get, we'd get tickets. So, yeah, we just had to get there by hook or by crook, really.
1: What was the atmosphere before the game like? Because the Germans had never been beaten in a World Cup qualifier uh, on home soil before. So they must have been really confident. And obviously they'd beaten us at Wembley in the qualifying group, were they, did you get the impression they thought that this was a, a foregone conclusion from them? Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. I mean, we, we one thing we did that day, and we've, we've done it quite a lot whenever we've gone to away games before, is just trying to sample something that's, you know, to do with the, the country or the culture, and particularly if it's food, you know, go, go somewhere you probably wouldn't go if, if you were in England. And we deliberately went to this German restaurant, I think us three were the only English people in there. Um, and they, that's what people were saying. They were saying, "We expect to turn you over." Um, yeah, they were, they were. They were. very, very confident. Um, I can't, can't say I was confident. Really, it was, it was more about the experience. And certainly, when we wound them down very early on, you uh, you sort of feared the worst. And but then, obviously, it uh, it all came a dream. What do you remember about the ground? Because it's one of those grounds that's
1: quite. Iconic, isn't it? Was it used, was it the 1972, 74 Olympics, whatever one it was?
0: Yeah. It, it, I, I remember it being an old, an old fashioned, um, yeah, an Olympic bowl. And I think uh, I remember seeing it on, uh, on television because our arch rivals, uh, won, one of their European cups playing in that stadium. Um, oh, of course. Yes. might have been be the game against Malmo. They don't mention it very often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I remember it being a very sort of old, old-fashioned, you know, concrete block-type stadium, and it, and it had these, it had these sort of structures around it that looked like it was holding the stadium up, but I don't think it was I, I, more decorative than anything. But yeah, it, it was quite iconic. If you saw a picture of it from that area, you knew what stadium you were looking at.
1: Yeah, it's the the Olympic Stadion uh, yeah, that's in the one. Munich. Yeah. So there were a fair few england supporters there i mean I've, i remember um at the time seeing a lot of england fans in in the crowd and I've watched the the game since and I've just for this particular interview just recapped on the highlights There was a big bulk of England fans behind
0: one of the goals wasn't there yeah it was it was it was incredible the atmosphere was amazing um there's lo- there's loads of little things I remember about the game that stuck with me for for years and uh I think one I remember. How crazy everyone went when Gerard hit the goal just before half time that plus two one up because that was our end. So um, yeah, there's there's loads of things that were not just about the game. I remember very bizarre at the end of the match, they um, they started playing um going loco down in Acapulco was the song they were playing and there was thousands of England fans congering in the away end to it. It was very oh. surreal. <laughs>
1: I mean it was Karsten Janka wasn't it who got that that mm. first goal. Yeah big um, big strapping bald headed yes forward yeah he's got, not really the sort of the the vision of a german
0: striker that you really have i don't think Karsten janka no there was there was another who was very similar at the time i remember i think it was um jan Koller, the Czech player he was a very oh, yes. similar looking and build type of player but yeah he certainly wasn't a klinsmann or a podolski no it was pretty early. It was it was five or six minutes I
1: in. Know. No ability. Yenker.
2: It's a goal for Germany, and it's Karsten Yenker. Only six minutes gone.
1: And then Michael Owen.
0: It was your end, wasn't it? Where he yeah, it was equalized. our end. Equalised. Yeah. Came, came. I'm trying to remember the goals in the order. I, th- I think this was the one. There was like a hooked cross that seemed to go behind everybody outside the box. It was lifted back in. And I think there was a bit of a mix of it at the back. You know, Michael Owen just pounced with it and was gone.
2: Campbell getting in first. Now it's come all the way back to Neville. Now are they offside? No, they're not. There's a chance of an equaliser here. And they've done it. Michael Owen yet again for England. It's the Germans' turn to stand like statues.
1: He ran over to the advertising hoarding, right. I guess probably in in direct line with all the England
0: fans. It was, there. yeah, yeah. It was right in front of us. You know, as as was the um, the goal from Stephen Gerrard at half-time. That's right because it was pretty much bang on
1: half time. Beckham Beckham had had a hand in the the first Owen goal and uh, putting in a free kick, and he actually sort of started the whole movement for Gerrard's goal. He put another free kick in. Yeah, it was. He did. Going in and around, and and it really was hey, a a cracking shot from Gerald, wasn't it? One on the chest, it, and then it, it straight was, through. Yeah,
0: I think I'm not I'm not sure if the TV angles have ever shown you the angle. Obviously, we got from behind the goal, but he actually put quite a lot of um, sort of fade on the shot. So when he hit it to start with, it was actually going slightly wide in the post, and it and it curved back in perfectly at the, at the last minute to nestle in the bottom corner. Which, if they show you from behind the goal, you you would get that perspective. But I think I've only ever seen it on television. Looking at it from the right hand side, and I think you get that same perspective about how good a shot it was. I see Gerard. Oh, it's it, it yes. Gerard's shot was
2: deflected, but it's 2 1 well England. A smiling Sven and a jubilant English end of the stadium. Right on half time.
1: They always say um, score just before half time. Yeah. Could you? foresee what was going to happen in that second half based on that sort of the impetus of, of scoring bang on half time what was was no, the feeling no, in the England no, fans I
0: mean, it was party atmosphere at half time it was it was uh, probably I've never experienced a half time before or or since like it, it was uh, and the numbers made it there were so many people there and, yeah and if, mem- if memory serves me right they had they had two uh boxers situated in the away end where the TV were being done and I think Gary Lineker was in one um, maybe doing BBC and I think Alan Shearer was in one maybe doing something else and half time I just remember everybody singing at Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer um, but I think if you to ask most people at half time you'd have said well the Germans are going to come probably a bit of an onslaught second half and if we can if we can manage to stay at 2-1 or even if we just they score and we manage at 2-2 it's a, it's a phenomenal result but to yeah to see um, to see it end up being five one, I don't think anybody would have ever dreamt that. No, I don't know what the odds would have been on a five one result like that. Well, I do like having a flutter. I would have guessed a five one away winner against the side as strong as that. You'd be probably looking at 125, 150 to one.
1: Cool. I'd have a pound on that one. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Gerard's first England goal actually, and it was Michael Owen's first hat trick for England that he scored. I don't know how many hat-tricks he actually scored for England, but that was his first one.
0: Oh, right. I wasn't, I wasn't aware it was his first one, but, uh, yeah, I suppose you're still in his infancy of his England career, will not see
1: there. So England came out second half. Sven had obviously uh, said what he needed to say at half-time. That was actually Sven's seventh game in charge. Owing scored his second and England's third, and that was obviously at the, uh, the other end of where you were standing. What, what do you yeah. remember about
0: that one? Because that was early in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember which of the two owing goals came first. One of them, one of them, I remember he, he hit low and hard, and the other one he, he hit, at, you'd sort of say, at a good height for the goalkeeper. But the goalkeeper seemed to be diving the wrong way. And um, he flailed an arm out and he, and he sort of went through. And I'm trying to think which, which one so- came first out of the two. Yes, yeah, so I think it was that one where he's he's put
1: almost like a bit of a spin on the ball, and Khan yeah. has gone down, put his hand out, but his body's almost going the other way. way yes. Yeah. Yeah, and,
0: and I remember
2: on the that half
1: folly. Of- now can he finish Heskey?
2: Oh, heads it down Owen again! And England have gone into a three-one lead here in Munich. Michael Owen gets his second of the match. Oh, fantastic stuff.
0: And I think um, I'm not sure if it was The first of Owen's uh, Second half goals Or the second one But he, he did a, I remember him doing A, a cartwheel in the, in the corner uh, Right in front of their fans Right at the far end
1: Yeah that was his third goal Where he's done Like a little Celebration flip Yeah I mean to To go from From 3-1 To 4-1 That must have been Just, just ecstasy In that England end
2: Oh Owen's through again For England What a shot for the hat-trick here Owen! oh, this is getting better and better and better. One, two, three for Michael Owen! Elon lead four-one in Germany.
0: Well, it it became almost. I think when it got to four, I feel it started to get a bit greedy, and it was we seemed as though we 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 could score every time we attacked. And I think I've never ever looked at the match stats, but I don't I don't think if you went on the stats, it was a five-one game, as in. You know, we had eighty percent possession and fifteen shots, and I think what we just did is every time we broke and attacked, we looked like we'd score, and and obviously the the, the bit of a, a unfair, I suppose, joke was you know five one even Heskey scored.
1: Did that happen on on the day that people started saying that um, five one even Heskey scored, or did that come sort of later on? I can't
0: remember if it did happen on the day or not then. To be honest, I can't remember if it was something that just became a bit of folklore afterwards. I I genuinely can't remember.
2: Beckham scores again. Now Heskey's to his left unmarked. Emil Heskey, could it be five? Yes, it is.
1: Listen to this: Germany one, England five. So, mean Heskey, as you say, scored that that fifth and final goal. It was a, a little combination between Skulls and Beckham and yeah. and passed it through to Heskey to run onto it and just slipped it under Khan. And and we said about Michael Owen done his little celebratory um cartwheel. Do you remember Emil Heskey's celebration?
0: Yeah, I think Heskey used to do that almost like playing a turntable celebration, if if memory serves me right. So it was like a DJ. Oh, yeah,
1: he did do he did do that one. But this one he actually pretended to play golf. Oh, he did. You're right. He did. I didn't yeah, remember like He said it. He was like putting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, do. I don't know yeah. Don't know what that was for. No, I don't think I've no, ever realised no what the reference just
0: was. Unless he just said he, yeah. he slotted yeah. it in. I'm not quite sure. I remember, I remember at the time, you, could, you, could, you obviously couldn't tell whether you have seen it since. He almost got a little bit stuck under Hesky, Hesky's feet, and he, he had to sort of dig it out in the end. But it uh, went to the back of the net, and that's all that mattered. That's right. The
1: Germans, when I mean, there was 63,000 um, in attendance there, the, the ground, the Olympic Stadium. It was getting pretty empty, wasn't it, by it that was. time?
0: Yeah, it's one, of the, it's one of the sites I can remember is the swathes of people who left at um, the fourth goal and then the fifth goal. Um, and, I, and I think one of the things I do remember about the fact that when, the, when people did start to leave, you also noticed there were little pockets of England fans that were in the German end that you didn't notice at the time, but you noticed because there was not many Germans left around. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what it's like when you see England away? There's always pockets of England fans in areas that um, are supposed to be for home fans. And, yeah, you could you could see them sort of dancing and singing, probably, probably in that corner where Owen, Owen celebrated. Right, yes. The two things I remember our post-match was – they, i uh, mentioned about the the going low going Acapulco was so surreal seeing all these you know, crazy England fans just dancing around uh, like they were at a, a, a wedding. Um, but the that's thing the four tops, there, isn't it? Probably, yeah, yeah, going like yeah, it probably yeah, going like <laughs> Acapulco. Yeah, if he's not them, it's the drifters or somebody like that. <laughs> um, Trying to get the one, reference between <laughs> I, playing it, that. It was it was just I don't know. It was just it was it was the end of the end of the game, and for some bizarre reason, that's what the German. Speaker system decided to play as the as the song finishing the, at the end of the game. It was no reference to anything. It was, I, but it, it obviously got everybody singing and dancing in England, which was <laughs> which was very surreal. But the other thing I do remember because we came, we went by coach when we um, when we arrived back at Folkestone. It was um, obviously it was days before. Um, you know, you had all your news on the internet, um, so you know you still bought newspapers. Um, and one of the things I remember was going into the service station uh, newsagents, and I literally bought every single newspaper just for the back page. Amazing! Eight newspapers, all with all, all with the the similar iconic five-one scoreboard picture, but all with different headlines and everything. But yeah, I bought every single one of them. Yeah, I mean that that picture. I mean, whoever took the
1: picture or, or just different angles of it, they they really got it spot on because as you say, is the uh, the old fashioned scoreboard in the background, but just in front of it is just waves and waves of England fans with yeah. England flags.
0: I think there's three or four different variations of the same photo, just took from different angles. But the pub I go to for before home matches, which is a staunch uh, derby pub, has got um, one of the iconic versions in it and and smack bang in the middle of it is a Derby County flag and two of the guys holding that we know from Derby in England games so that's quite a nice bit of memorabilia in the pub that.
1: Excellent. I mean, can you pick yourself out in the the pictures? I wasn't
0: wasn't where that flag was. The flag is quite close to the front. Um, I remember that I was probably 75, 80% of the way back behind the scoreboard. So... You, from any pictures from the side of the pitch, you wouldn't have been able to pick anybody out at the distance we were at. I see. There's pretty much a
1: game I think that that sealed our our qualification to the the World Cup Japan and Korea because I don't think yeah. Germany could could catch us then. I may be wrong, but did did you then go to any more England away games immediately? Did you
0: set your sights on the on the World Cup? Um, I was never going to go out to the World Cup. Um, I do remember a lot about like, that World Cup because um, the games were all being played at, at well in England, very very old times. And um, our uh, our pub we go to for for home matches, which is a big football pub, would um, would have sort of lock-ins before the before the you know official time. It, it was allowed to be open so that we could watch games yeah. in there. Um, I remember watching the. Argentina game which I think kicked off about seven in seven in the morning when the one where Beckham scored the penalty and yes. uh, sort of like 11 o'clock when the pub actually officially opened and, you know you were sort of you know halfway on your way and then passing by <laughs> would, would look and think the pubs just opened how can there be 150 people in there um, <laughs> and the, the, the days before the smoking ban as well so the doors that open all the smoke and billow out everywhere that's, that's sort of my abiding memory of the Japan South Korea so I never, I never went to that uh, World Cup um, but I went to the, f- the following one which was memory serves me right was in Germany yes 2006
1: so you say you put this up as probably the best England away trip you've been or is there any others that sort of just run it close
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's without doubt the best one and I think one of the things I remember saying to uh, one of my mates as we came out of the ground was the only sad thing about this is no matter how long we live, we'll probably never have a day that beats this. And certainly from uh, international football I, I never have. Um, one of my mates is a Man City fan and he, he puts the Aguero moment up there obviously because the last minute winner to win the league. Um, but I think for, for me, I have uh, I can't think of any that that I've been to that. Uh, that have been anywhere near that. Um, I think. I think possibly if you're talking about atmosphere, the closest, the closest have probably been was actually last last year or whenever it was last year, the year before the first half against Spain in the Nations League.
1: Yes, in Seville.
0: Yeah, when we went three nil up, and again it was one of those games where it like every single time we went forward, we looked like we score. But that had a similar type of, of, of atmosphere um, to the Germany game. I, see. I Remember <laughs> that day and night very, very vividly.
1: Oh, yeah. Wish I was there. Wish I was there. That's some great memories there, and and thank you very much for for sharing them, David. Hey, uh, was You're the welcome. Germany one England five game your first England away trip? Thank you. You're welcome. thank you very much for listening i hope you've enjoyed it cheers to dave for his time there now you can follow him on twitter at bedders 1971 b-e-d-d-e-r-s 1971 england 5 germany 1 the stuff of dreams that one if you went i am so envious of you But at the same time, I do have great memories of where I was celebrating with great mates. Would I have it any different? Maybe. Now, here's your chance to get involved. Drop me a line. Email 3lionspodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at 3 podcast. Tell me your first away game and all the little stories, anecdotes that comes with it. And we'll go about getting you on. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And please... If you're on iTunes, if you find us on iTunes, do give us a thumbs up there, a nice review. Spread the love because the more thumbs up and likes it gets, the more visible it becomes to people and they can find it. Now, we also have our other series on the go at the moment where we've been looking at England at the European Championships. Now, I know Euro 2020 has been moved to 2021, but I decided let's continue with the series. They're all in the can, as they say. And all previous episodes can be found at 3 and we've got more to come. I'll be back soon with another episode where I'll be speaking with a fellow England fan. Until then, stay safe, look after yourself. Cheers.